Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Like we always do about this time. I was playing Richard Hardout. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another live edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode number 45, man. Uh, come on in, come on in, come on in, man. Basketball season is among us, and uh, it's time to talk about these Atlanta Hawks. It's time to talk about some NBA. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. As you can see, I got my Christmas tree up in the background. I got the stockings going. It's a good day, man. I hope you guys are well. If you're living in the state of Georgia, I hope that you have gone out there and voted. Uh, yeah, get out there and get out there and vote, man. Go ahead and vote. I know this week uh, you can go to State Farm Arena. And if it's anything like the experience it was in the general election, 
it should be a smooth and easy process. I was in and out in 15 minutes. Uh, so make sure you vote this week. And the week after, I think you'll be able to vote at the Mercedes-Benz um, Arena. So make sure you handle that business. So um, I got a good show for you guys today, man. I want to talk a little bit of the Hawks. I just finished up a two-game series with the Orlando Magic. I want, I want, some, I want some feedback. Let me know what you guys thought about the two games. Uh, what are you guys thinking about the new bells and whistles, the new additions? Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to hear a little bit from Coach Pierce. We're going to hear a little bit from Trey Young. And uh, it's just exciting, man. It's an exciting time of the year. Everybody's excited about their team. Uh, before we get into the show, um, I just want to invite you guys. I want to invite you guys to connect with us on all of our social media platforms, wherever you're listening YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, make sure you go ahead and subscribe. All of the subscriptions, all of the retweets, they really go to help out the show. So I really appreciate you guys for connecting with us. And uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the Hawks get the W uh, in the second preseason game. They split with the Orlando Magic, 116 to 107. And uh, go ahead and tell me your initial thoughts on the first two games. I want to try to get some of your feedback as well. And while you're doing that, I want to, um, yeah, let's start with the injury news. All right. So first of all, before we get into the sound bites, the game, the, uh, the bells and whistles, the roster, just want to give you some information on some of the injury news uh, that, that um, Hawks put out on yesterday. So just to get you up to date. Yesterday, Hawks put out a release. I said Chris Dunn, uh, he's begin individual workouts. Um, they're going to reevaluate him on the 28th. So what that means is he'll probably miss the first week of action. I know the season starts on December 23rd in Chicago, so he probably won't be ready for then if they're going to reevaluate him on the 28th. That's just kind of a numbers game. but um, So you probably won't be ready for him until – late uh, December, late in, the, late in the month. So hopefully uh, we can get him good to go. And because we, I really imagine that he's going to play a vital part on this team on the defensive effort. I'm on the defensive, um, you know, on the defensive end of things. Um, news on the rookie, Onyeka Okongu. Uh, he's got a, 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 some inflammation in his left foot. He has also begun practicing. Uh, kind of a modified practice, but uh, he's been kind of limited in team practices, and he is going to be reviewed on the 18th. So today is <clears throat> today is 14th, so he's going to be reevaluated uh, in about four days, and then we'll see from there how he's feeling. Hopefully, he can get on the court sooner than later. But here's the thing, guys. The injuries this year are totally different than they were last year. Last year, think about it. All the injuries we had, Lloyd talked about it a little bit before uh, the first prison game. Last year, we had to start Vince Carter at the power forward position. <laughs> think about that. We really have Vince Carter, 6'6", Vince Carter, out here sticking seven-footers, y'all. <laughs> we really have Vince out here sticking seven-footers last year, man. But uh, with the amount of depth that has been added, the injuries don't hurt you as bad as they did last year. And finally, Tony Snell, who has got some inflammation on the right foot. Um, he's also doing some COVID protocol. Um, he doesn't have COVID, but 
Uh, I think he came in contact with somebody who may have been exposed. So he's self-isolating, just taking the national, he's just taking the precautions just so that everything will be on the up and up. And they said that he is going to be um, reevaluated soon as well. So from the injury standpoint, everything looks on the up and up Um, again. It's a lot better when you got a team with some depth. Uh, these injury things aren't so dire. Um, let's go to the game, guys. So <clears throat> last night, the Hawks took their business 116 to 107 over the Orlando Magic. They split the game. And here's the thing. Preseason games, the wins and losses really don't matter. Right? They really don't matter. Now, it's good to win, but they really don't matter. I could tell Lloyd really kind of wanted to win this second game, played the starters a little bit longer. I asked him before the game, Lloyd, how much are you going to play the starters? He was like, I'm between 26 and 28. Um, when you look in the box score, Trey, Kevin had 30 minutes. Uh, Trey Young had 30. John had like 29. So toward the end of the game, here's the difference between the first game when you had like Brandon Godwin and Bruno Fernando <laughs> closing out the game. Uh, we didn't really see that in the second game. The second game, you kind of had Trey in there a little bit longer. I think Lloyd really wanted to get this win and uh, <laughs> get a win under his belt. So uh, the wins and losses don't really mean anything. Don't 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 buy too much into those. But it is good to see the guys get a W, even if it is preseason. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on uh, the the uh, just what you saw on the team. What did you see? What did you like? What didn't you not like? What would you still like to see? What improvements would you want to see? Come and chat with me, man. This is going to be interactive. Uh, apply just have you for 30 minutes. I just wanted to come and just kind of recap the game, see what you guys are feeling from a, from a fan perspective, and just kind of check in with you guys. Um, shout out to my guy, Bob, checking in with us. What's up, bro? Main thing I've seen from both games, DeAndre Hunter has stepped up his defensive game way, way up. Yes, DeAndre Hunter has really, really come out these first two games and really asserted himself, asserted himself as the as the small forward. He was like, yo, man, like, and that's what I talked about a little bit earlier in my earlier podcast. DeAndre Hunter wants this starting job position. It's all about competition. Cam had a little ankle situation going on. He couldn't play. Look, man, it's nothing personal, but when you're competing, you can't have little injuries, little nagging injuries like this, you know? And, you know, it's all good and good competition. This is going to make the cream rise to the top. But salute to DeAndre Hunter has shown a very a vast improvement on these first two games, shown a vast improvement in these first two games. Very aggressive, shooting the ball well. He's playing within himself. He's always, even last year, even last year, he seemed like a very poised rookie, you know? Uh, I think in year two, he's really going to blossom. And I think Cam's going to blossom as well. We'll probably talk about that a little bit later. But um, I want to get some sound in here from your point guard last night after the game. And uh, I grabbed some videos from uh, last night's media availability. Shout out to our homegirl, Jamila. Uh, I grabbed, <laughs> if you're watching Jamila, I grabbed some of your, some of your sound from YouTube because I didn't post anything last night. Follow Jamila on, uh, on uh, Twitter. I know you're probably already following her because she's got like thousands of followers. Anyway, just wanted to give my girl a shout out. Uh, this is her vid, but uh, let's hear a little sound from Trey Young after the game. Here's a little bit about what he had to say. 
kind of look back at these two games and you're thinking we don't even have a full roster that's healthy yet and playing and do you kind of wait on analyzing how you've done in those two games yeah yeah for sure i understand we haven't uh we don't have our full roster yet um we don't have all the guys that uh are going to be playing just yet so uh like i said i'm using these preseason games and learning my teammates um had a couple um shots that i turned down um just trying to find my teammates and they turned into turnovers and um but like i said last game this is this i'm using these games as trying to figure out my teammates and uh for me, that's all I'm trying to do, and uh, it's, uh, it's it's working so far. Uh, from game one to game two, I'm, I'm starting to feel more comfortable with uh, more and more guys on this team, so it's, it's really good. Awesome. And a follow-up question, if I can. Um, I saw Rondo was talking to you and uh, John as well a little bit throughout the game. What were some of the things, if you can share, some of the things he was saying to you guys? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing about our team is it's not just them two. We have a bunch of guys that, that talk now, and um, I mean, Rondo obviously is a, a very vocal person. So uh, when it comes to me, he's, he's very uh, vocal and just letting me know uh, just little things he sees. And uh, it, it's very helpful. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about playing with him. Yeah, shout out to Trey, man. 21-7 and seven in the victory, man. I thought he played a really good game. Uh, the turnover is a little bit high, but that's kind of expected when you have the type of turnover that the Hawks have had. Uh, even he said he's trying to adjust his game a little bit to try to, uh, you know, try to find out how he can get those guys going, where they like it in the certain spots. So that thing is going to take a little bit of time. So don't be surprised if you see the turnover numbers a little bit higher than usual, because look, man, this is not NBA 2K. You don't just put all these all these things in, 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 a, in a, bucket, bu a bucket and have it work. Um, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some figuring out. But I believe that Trey is going to figure it out. I tweeted last night uh, with all of these guys, uh, Trey should average 10 assists in his sleep. <laughs> in his sleep. Um, just I mean, especially that third quarter when Bogey really got going. Um, you're seeing him and Clint have already started a little, uh, little uh, you know, back and forth with them playing really well together. So it's been good to see. Uh, shout out to my guy Raphael checking in from the Facebook crew. Says Clint might be the best trade for the Hawks in about five or ten years. Yeah, uh, I was gonna bring up those uh, Clint in a little bit, but yeah, man, it was good to see him clean the glass. I uh, finished last night with uh, twelve boards, twelve points. Uh, we haven't had, had anybody clean the boards like that since Dwight Howard. Uh, when Dwight Howard was here, he was a rebounding monster. And I will just say this, the combination of John Collins and Clint Capella has to be better than Dwight and Paul. Because <laughs> I remember when Paul was here, I remember when Dwight was here, and, and Dwight was getting all the rebounds, but this, this, this power forward center combination has to be better. They have to be more versatile. It has to be more dynamic, in my opinion. But glad Clint is here. Um, I saw him alter several things on the defensive front that really – to the average person, you probably didn't see it. Several of the offensive rebounds that he kept alive led to one Kevin Herter three-pointer. One led to another Trey Young three-pointer in the in the in the in the corner. So those are things that you don't see all the time in the stat sheet. But glad Clint is here, and uh, you know I I think I think it's only up from here. I think it's only up from here. Um, I want to get a little sound from uh, 
Coach Pierce after the game as well. But let me check into the chat. And I thank you guys for giving us some info. I like the input. Uh, let me see. Uh, Bob Lancaster tried by Trey needs to slow his down, slow his game down a little bit. He always seems the first step ahead of that fast break. Um, Alan Brooks checking in from YouTube. What's up, Mr. Brooks? Last night, our shooters looked better. Also, Collins and Capella played nice together. More offensive possessions this season. Yes, yes. So you can start to see what this team could be. All right. I want to say what they could be because we have an idea of what they're, what, what, what they're going to be, but we don't know how hard they're going to work. We don't know if, if the coaching is going to work out. This is what they could be, especially in that third quarter when Bogey got off. Gallo had a good game, and I want to talk about the new faces in a minute, but I want to play some sound from Coach Pierce just to get an idea of what he had to say after the win last night. Bria Janelle. Hey, Coach. Uh, congrats on the win tonight. Um, John and Clint both finished with a double-double. Can you talk about the play of the Vicks tonight? Yeah, you know, I think the, the consistency in, in the two games was uh, our advantage on the boards. We created a lot of second chance opportunities in game one, but I thought we did a pretty good job of limit, limiting them to one shot tonight. Um, you know, they're a tough team. They got wings and, and guards that are flying in and Markel Fultz and Michael Carter Williams, in addition to obviously Gordon and Busevich. Uh, but just to have that rebounding advantage is, is really important for us. We, we talked about that all off season and the, the acquisition of Clint and him addressing that need. And, and John's been a double double guy, but the combination of the two, and being able to do that together really helps us on the boards. So that's Lloyd again talking about the dynamic duo of John Collins and Clint Capella. And I really think that duo is going to pay, <clears throat> I think it's going to pay some dividends, man. I think it's going to pay dividends. He talked about the extra possessions. Um, once they still learn the spacing a little bit better, um, I think that they're really going to take off, man. It's good to see them playing together. Uh, so early and they're playing together so early and it's like, you don't see a lot of bumps and bruises, but, uh, they've come out the gate and it's only been two games, right? It's only been two games. So you have to kind of take it with, with, with a, uh, with a grain of salt. But the first two games I've been very impressed by what we've seen yet, even though it has been a very, very small, a very small, uh, sample size. I got a question in the chat. My guy, Raphael, make sure y'all check out the three point conversion. His uh, show on every Saturday from ten to twelve. Raphael and the guys, man, they do a great job over there. Do you see the mid? Did you see the mid-range jumper by from John? Yeah, let me tell you something, man. John out here trying to get paid. <laughs> John is out here trying to get paid. So expect the full repertoire. Expect hundred and ten percent. Not that John gives anything else, but um, John is a pro, man. So it, it was good to see him. Uh, popped a little mid-range jumper. And here's what I would like to see, and I tweeted this during the game. <clears throat> I would like to see John be a little bit more decisive, a little bit quicker in his decisions. He gets that ball sometimes at the top of the key, and sometimes it's like he, he he's not quite sure. I, and I don't know if it's a a situation where you just you don't know your teammates yet. He's kind of waiting to see what Clint's going to do. Um, it's just a lot going on sometimes, and I feel like I wish you could just make that quick decision. But that I'm about to shake my computer off. That that is going to come with time. But uh, we wish the best for John. We know that uh, he's going to have a great year. Hopefully, he can 
uh, get paid too, because we like to see our guys get paid. Last clip from Coach Lloyd, and uh, that's going to segue us into some of the new faces and new spaces into the Atlanta Hawks. Here's a little bit more from Coach Pierce. Um, you mentioned uh, corner threes. Um, what did you see out of um, Bogey and, and Gallinari also, and just the kind of maybe explosiveness that they can bring? Yeah, again, we, we can create a lot of shots um, because of that spacing that we have, having Bogey, Kevin, Gallo, DeAndre, all those guys on the floor, Trey, when he's off the ball. Um, and so I think the spacing is going to create open lanes. The spacing is going to create some cutting opportunities. Um, and then obviously it's going to create some kickout threes. But just having those guys on the floor is what's most important, and you have to honor that. All right, so let me hear what you guys think about the new faces, specifically Clint Capella, specifically Bogey, specifically Danero Gallinari. We talked a little bit about Capella already. Uh, what did you guys think about Bogey? Uh, what did you guys think about Gallinari? I'll start with Gallinari first. Um, and Lloyd talked with him, talked about it in the presser. Galli, Gallinari, even though he's coming off a bench, he is an NBA starter. All right. So even though he's coming off the bench, he is a NBA starter. Um, so when this guy comes off the bench, man, like this isn't a guy who is like any bench guy. Like this is an NBA starter coming off your bench. And last year, <clears throat> and I tweeted this out during the game. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can see the scroll of Marquee at Hawks beat. Last year, the first sub last night was John Collins and Trey Young out for bogey. And I think Gallinari came in. So last year when John and Trey would go out of the game, you immediately thought, okay, here comes a run. And last night when they made the sub, I was like, yo, what a luxury to have Bogey come off and you have Bogey come off and you have Gallo come in at the same time. Like, you, there's no drop-off. Like, there's no drop-off with those substitutions. Now, I imagine that coach is still working with the um, – coach is still working with the uh, – the lineups. Uh, so I imagine that Bogey still will be a starter, but the depth in this team that you already see is just, it's a good thing to see. It's a good thing to see. No disrespect to anybody that was on the team last year, but we all know what it was last year when John and Trey went out. God forbid they went out at the same time. So uh, it was good to see Bogey come off the bench last night, get hot like he did in that third quarter. And here's the thing about Bogey, folks don't understand. He's not just a shooter. He is a three-tiered score. He is a three-tiered score. Now, for those of you who are, who are kind of a nominal fan, let me let me break it. Let me break it. Let me learn you something. Let me learn you something. A three-tiered score means you can score in the inside, you can score in the mid-range, and you can hit the three. He can do all three of those, and he did last night. There was a couple uh, a couple play a couple plays where he was diving to the hoop. Trey found him, got him some layups. He hit some mid-range. Third quarter, he, he went off with them threes. And uh, it was just a beautiful thing, man. So I think the city of Atlanta is really going to love all three of these new guys, uh, Bogey, Gallo, and Clint. And, you know, in once Rondo and, and uh, Dunn and everybody else gets on the floor, I think they're going to love those guys as well. Um, <clears throat> De Niro Gallinari, I love saying his name. Gallinari. It's like you got to almost say it like Gallinari. Uh, 17 points, man, seven boards in 28 minutes. You remember when we got Gallo and everyone was like, oh, is he going to start? Is he going to come out the bench? And there was a big ha. Look, man, 
Gallo's going to get his minutes. He's going to get his minutes, and he is going to produce. Period. Right? He's going to get his minutes, and he's going to produce. Period. Don't worry about whether he starts. Don't worry whether he comes off the bench. Uh, Gallo's a pro's pro, man. He is a starter. Like, in essence, you have six starters on this team. So whether he starts or whether he comes off the bench, you're still going to get what you get from Gallo. And that is just a professional, man. That is a professional. I'm glad he's on this team. He plays with so much composure. And um, I'm just glad that he's on the team. Let's go to the chat and see what folks got to say about Bogey and Gallo. Uh, Cash Talk checking us, checking us out from Twitter. Periscope, Bogey and Gallo bring a different style to our team. Yes, I agree. And I would say that different style is one of maturity. <laughs> one of maturity. Uh, Clay, uh, Trey, I'm, I'm thinking of Clay Thompson. Trey was already talking about how uh, it wasn't just Rondo just in his ear. He's saying that everybody has more voices now, more communication with the vets. You got a guy like Solomon Hill, a guy who I didn't bring up, but he had a good game last night. Fifth, uh, 10 points in 15 minutes, 10 points, four rebounds. Um, he is a guy who's very vocal. So he was he just came from the bubble playing in the NBA finals. So he can give these young guys experience. Um, last year, our young guys were kind of thrown to the wolves, thrown in, into um, the ocean. It's like, look, man, swim or <laughs> swim or drown. You know, those guys really had no business uh, starting games and playing all those minutes. They really had no business doing it because they weren't ready. And it's okay with you not being ready, but you're just not going to no ball games like that. Now they're at a place where you can bring the rookies along. I mean, the second-year guys like the Herder and – not Herder, but Hunter and Cam and all those guys, the younger guys, you can bring them on at a much easier rate. Let them get into it. And now they're even readier now because – is that even a word, readier? Now they're even more ready because it's their second year. So uh, it's going to be fun to see the maturation, guys. It's going to be the fun to see what this team can accomplish but um, it was fun to watch last night. Um, John Collins finished the game, 13 points, 11 boards. I thought he had a really good game. He got into a little foul trouble a little early. That might be a a, a, a thing of concern. It's, it's always been kind of a thing with John. So with John and Clint, you always kind of worry about the foul, uh, you know, getting in foul trouble. You worry about Clint's feet throw shooting. That's something that you worry about. So, uh, I think that when you talk about closing out games, I think that the lineups you'll see, I think you'll see more I think you'll see more Gallinari and John Collins more than you'll see John Collins and Clint Capella to close out games. If nothing else, but because uh the free throw shooting. Look, man, Clint Capella is gonna be somewhere around 50% shooting from the free throw line. So you might as well get used to it now. That's just what he is. <laughs> That's just what he is. Like, I mean, he's not, he's not perfect. So um, he, he he's going to – I imagine that he, – he, he might close out some games if you need a defensive lineup. If you need a defensive lineup, I imagine that Chris Dunn will be out there. I imagine that Cam will be out there. Maybe DeAndre at, at small ball four. Uh, and then you got a Clint at five. Depending on – it's going to be matchup based, I believe. It's going to be matchup based. So uh, – but, yeah, man, Clint's going to be about 50% from the line. So – Y'all might as well go ahead and get them tweets out now. But he's, he's not going to make them. He's going to give you one out of two. Uh, I hit the second on a, a back-to-back. But uh, we're still glad Clint is here. 
I'm still glad for everything that he brings, rebounding defensively, and uh, glad to have Clint here. And I think that the duo between him and John JC is going to work. Let's go back to the chat. Cash Talk says, so is it set in stone that Bogey is starting at the two because he played lights out off the bench? I'm going to tell you this, man. Lloyd hasn't officially named his starting five, but it's pretty safe to say that Bogey is going to be your starting two guard. I know he played well off the bench. Uh, they're still experimenting with rotations. I'll say this. And I'll, and this isn't me speaking for Lloyd. This is me kind of just kind of knowing how the game works, right? They paid a lot of money for Bogey. <laughs> they paid a lot of money for him. They gave up a lot. Hey, as, uh, that's something that you have to do, though. As a restricted free agent, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay up. Probably a little bit more than you want to, but I think with with Bogey, um, I think he's gonna be your starting two guard, and and not be, and, and I'll say this, Lloyd. Again, this is not me talking for Lloyd because Lloyd hasn't come out and said it, but Lloyd has even when he went on his uh, the 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 Zach Lowe podcast, he said I haven't I haven't come up with nothing yet. But come on, man. Look, you know Trey. You know Trey's gonna be your point guard. You know John Collins gonna be your four. You know Clint's gonna be your your five. The only really position that was up for grabs was really the three, because like, do you start Cam? Do you start DeAndre? And if you're looking based on just these first two games, you gotta start DeAndre. Um, and at, at the two, I kind of like Bogey at the two. So um, I think it will be Bogey at the two. And this is just my opinion. You guys can put your opinions in there if you, if you like. Um, Bogey could come out the bench on some nights, but I imagine that he's going to be um, starting at you too. But here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to have 12 or, or 13 different starting fives. That's not what you want to do. You don't want to have – you want to have your starting five out there so they can have some symmetry, they can have some continuity. That's what you want out of your starting five. I personally would have a starting five as this. Here's how I would do the lineup. And this is just me. This is just Coach E-Dub, right? This is just Coach E-Dub. I would have Trey and Bogey as my guards. On the wing, I would have DeAndre Hunter. As my four, I would have John Collins. As my five, I would have Clint Capella. First sub in, Gallinari. I bring Gallo in. I slide John to the five. I let Gallo play the four. And then after that, I probably bring in Cam Reddish to be like my slash six, maybe seventh man. That's how I would run like the first seven rotation, but it's going to be different every night. I mean, not the starting five. I think the rotations are going to be different because you're going to have guys like Kevin Durant coming to town. What are you going to do with KD? You know, you're going to have Anthony Davis coming to town. What are you going to do? How are you going to guard AD? You know, do you bring Gallo in at the five and let him see if, if centers are going to come out and guard him or they're going to stay in the paint, you know? So you have a lot more options from, uh, just with the with with this um, just with the roster, you just have a lot more options as far as the roster is concerned. Um, last night, I don't know if you guys saw Rondo on the sideline <laughs> talking with the guys, laughing it up, having a good old time. And again, uh, I'm glad Rondo's in the building. I'm glad Rondo's in the building. Uh, one of our guys asked Coach before the game, "Is Rondo going to play?" You know, is he okay? Because he was on the injury report, but he wasn't, like, injured. And somebody asked Coach about it. And Coach was kind of laughing. It's like, look, 
you're asking to me about Rondo, the two-time champion, the 36-year-old, you know, you're asking me about Rondo. Like, nah, he's not about to play, man. I'm about to get that dude a rest, man. He was just, you know, he was just in the bubble. He just wanted to chip in the bubble. I'm not worried about him getting playing time in the preseason, man. He's a pro's pro. Rondo's going to be ready. He's going to be ready to give you your 15 to 20 minutes a night, help these guys get where they need to go. So Rondo's going to be all right. I also got some tweets last night about Cam. Everyone's wondering what's going on with Cam. Is he hurt? Is he injured? What's that and the other? Cam is fine. He just had a little ankle, little ankle issue. Uh, he probably just twisted it or rolled it. This early in the preseason, you don't want to gamble with stuff like that. Like, yeah, if you rolled your ankle, man, just like chill out. Like, chill out. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to need you during the season. Cam is going to be fine, and uh, everything is cool with him. Uh, let me see if there's any guys that I didn't go through on the roster. Um, but, yeah, man, the, the the lineup last night was slightly shorter than it was the first night. That's how I was like, yo, man, Lloyd just wanted to win last night. Like, because you didn't see that much Brandon Godwin. You didn't see that much Nathan Knight. Uh, Bruno Fernando only played 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, so that that's kind of what you saw from the squad. But um, this next preseason game? is going to be on Thursday. They're going to take on a uh, two-game series with the Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to get our first uh, view of Ja Morant. So uh, that's going to be an interesting battle between these two guys, between Ja and Trey. And you can expect to see the starters with increased minutes. Uh, Coach is trying to get everybody into basketball shape. And uh, it's going to be interesting to watch that matchup. Uh, John Morant is one of the bright stars in the NBA, and I love watching him. So, uh, again, Hawks split with the Magic one game apiece. And I'll say this, man. The Magic are, are a very strong team. Like, you can't just overlook this Magic team. Very strong team. They kind of they snuck their way into the bubble last year, you know, made a little noise. But uh, this is a very good team that has been some – uh, continuity, uh, continuity, and it's been, uh, yeah, man. Like, and the Cole Anthony kid, let me tell you this, man. Let me tell you this the Cole Anthony kid, he was giving Brandon Godwin buckets. <laughs> like, like, let, 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 let's be real, let's take out the rose ship, let's take out the rose colored glasses. Cole Anthony was giving Brandon Godwin buckets, he gave Trey a couple buckets too. I think that is going to be an issue of contentment during the season. How are you going to guard these point guards, man? How are you going to guard these point guards? Trey, hopefully his defense will get better because he doesn't have to carry so much of the offensive load. But uh, Cole Anthony really impressed me. The rookie from North Carolina, Greg Anthony's son, uh, really had a good game last night, and it was it was a joy watching him. Make sure that you guys, if, if you haven't already, Go on our YouTube channel. Go on our, our podcast, uh, our podcast page. Check out our season previews. We're talking with some of the other teams in the East, and here's the news flash, guys: the Hawks weren't the only team that got better. <laughs> the Hawks weren't the only team that got better, and there's a lot of people that are excited about their teams and other cities, and that was the main reason that I wanted to talk to some other people and hear their perspective about their teams. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to have a podcast with somebody from the Washington Wizards. 
talk about Russell Westbrook and, and see how they're feeling. But uh, go back and check on our YouTube page. Go back and check on our podcast page, podcast page. Uh, anywhere you can get your podcast, you can find our page there. We did season previews on the Hornets. We did season previews on the Miami Heat and a season preview on the Orlando Magic. Uh, we talk with guys that cover that team that are close to that team. And go ahead and give those a listen, man, because those are the guys who Hawks are going to be competing with. It's not just a situation where, oh, Hawks got some new guys and we're just going to rise to the top. No, it may get better too. <laughs> so it's going to be a battle, but I believe this Hawk, Hawks team is, uh, I believe they are prepared. I believe they have the depth. And hopefully, I think the biggest factor of seeding this year uh, in the playoffs is going to be, can you stay healthy? Can you stay healthy? And hopefully the Hawks, and hopefully everybody can stay healthy, man. Don't nobody want to see anybody, uh, don't nobody want to see anybody get, you know, this COVID or anything, have to deal with any of that stuff. So hopefully everybody's staying healthy and hopefully you and your family are staying healthy. One more thing. Let me go into the chat one more time. Cash Talks. Check this out from the Twitter slash Periscope. He said, we need that extension from JC. (laughs) Hey, look, man, I talked about John Collins. I think I think the extension in episode, what is it, what are you on, 45? I think it was around 40 or 41. I go back and check that out. But here's my thing, and I'll say this in closing. John Collins wants max money, right? He wants max money. Does he believe that he is a max player, or is this a play, right? So you got to look at these things from all different angles. So let's say I go in and I want to raise, if I want a $15,000 raise, I'm probably going to ask for 20. I might even ask for 25, right? In the hopes that if I ask for 25, they may give me somewhere between 15 and 20. So I think that John Collins understands that you don't go in there and ask for what you're worth. You always go in there and ask for more than what you're worth. Right, you ask for more than what you're worth, and John has proven that he's a twenty and ten guy. Uh, I, I think that he, he, I think that Travis will. I think that he'll he'll make a fair offer to him. I think he'll make a fair offer to John. I don't know if it'll be the max though. I don't think it'll be the max, but I think it'll be a fair offer, and I think that the the, the two sides can find the common ground. Um, but I will say this. If John puts his foot in the sand and says, look, y'all disrespecting me with this offer and I'm not budging on this offer, it's going to be bad for him. (laughs) It's going to be bad for him because the Hawks are going to get a king's ransom if they ship him off. They're going to get a king's ransom if they ship him off. Now, I hope that they can come to a conclusion. I hope they can come to an agreement. But... um, if he puts his foot in the sand and says, you know what, man, uh, y'all disrespecting me with this money all off of me, then I think it might end up bad for John. And y'all could see him maybe elsewhere by the trade deadline and the Hawks will get another bevy of picks and uh, whatever Travis wants to get in return because he's a very high asset that other teams have already called. Other teams have already called asking about him on draft night. They were trying to make deals. But uh, Travis is going to try to make it work. So 
Well, wait and see, man. I wish I had more. In, I wish I had some info, inside information to let you guys know. But, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 45, the live edition. I want to thank you guys for checking me out. Um, make sure to check me out. I'll probably be on the Hoopball Podcast uh, tomorrow. Well, no, not tomorrow. I'm getting my days mixed up. No, tomorrow we are doing a Washington Wizards preview. No, no Wizards. Wait, is it the Wizards? Yes, Washington Wizards. I was about to say the Washington Bullets. <laughs> We're doing a Washington Wizards preview uh, with, with a blogger that writes for the Washington Wizards. Uh, on Wednesday, I'm joining one of my buddies on his podcast. So make sure you're following us on Twitter and Facebook. I'll update that when that drops as well. Thursday is going to be game day, and I think Saturday or Sunday is going to be game day. So uh, we'll probably have another live podcast after those two games. But Keep in touch with the Hawks beat, man. Connect with us. Subscribe to us on our YouTube. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Like we always say, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. If you don't know him, you need to find him and show him love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. Peace and we out. Like we always do about this time. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.